Have you ever met somebody and they keep popping up in your life? You became instantly uh, connected to them on sort of a friend level and you may not see them. They may be in some sort of lunar orbit where just every couple of years they pop up and it seems like you just saw them yesterday. Our next guest is one such person. Uh, Dr. Jonathan Sackier is somebody I met over a decade ago when we uh, were both working with and pals with Montel Williams. And we keep running into each other in the strangest places. <laughs> and uh, Jonathan reached out yesterday to say, hey, it's been too long. What are you up to? And it turns out uh, Jonathan, uh, Dr. Sackier, is in England. He is uh, he's doing great medical work in England. And I said, "Ooh, we got to get an update and catch up. So, Jonathan, hello. It's been too long. Absolutely, Mike. Lovely to hear your voice. Actually, for the benefit of your listeners, the last time we saw each other, I was at a, an airline desk in an airport and you shouted across the terminal and came running over. Oh, it's, it's just it's always it's always lovely to hear your voice and it would be better if we could see each other even if i'm shouting across an airline terminal. yeah hey no that that was that was great you're a, you're a good man mr opelka uh so thank you you're very kind sir uh you're involved in a, a plan that could take a lot of the grounded aircraft around the world and turn them into some sort of treatment facility what's this about doctor so uh Here's the issue, Mike. Um, in peacetime, um, we have a certain number of hospital beds and ICU beds, and we have all sorts of medical infrastructure that we deploy to treat the sick. Um, in a situation like this, the the healthcare system could be simply put overwhelmed. Um, I, you know, I came back to the United Kingdom uh, for a number of reasons, but when this this hit, I I apply to have my medical registration reinstated and I'm um, to, you know, so that I can volunteer at a local hospital and help because medical staff are getting sick. Um, so the idea, simply put, was to leverage the fact that airports, which have large buildings with every kind of infrastructure you can imagine, they're, they're, they're dormant, they're sitting dormant, there's no one there. Heathrow Airport is like a ghost town. So the idea is to use the terminal building as an oxygen delivery ward where people who need oxygen can be treated instead of being sent home on medical oxygen, which is going to happen in New York and elsewhere because the hospitals will not be able to accommodate the tens of thousands of people uh, who need this. And bear in mind, people are still getting sick from heart attacks, perforated ulcers, um, strokes and so on and so forth. Um, then at the end of the jetway, you take a wide-bodied jet from which you have removed the seats, which can be done in you know a few days, and you put ICU beds, ventilators, and all ancillary equipment inside the aircraft. Why an aircraft? Well, number one, airports are not in the center of a city so that you don't have congestion and you don't have viral particles floating around in the air in high concentrations. Secondly, aircraft are hermetically sealed. You put an airlock, um, we're a deployable airlock on the jet bridge. You've now got a complete isolation unit for this highly transmissible virus, uh, a jumbo jet. Uh, and by the way, there are thousands of wide bodied aircraft deployed all around the world sitting there. Um, basically, and many of them will never fly again because of the impact on the airline industry. Hmm. So you've got a hermetically sealed unit that has what's called laminar airflow. Air comes down from above 
goes out through the bottom. That's what you want in an ICU. You then have uh, all the services right there. You have all the people who've been furloughed. You could bring them back to work. <clears throat> number one, they could earn a, a, a living wage. Number two, their self-esteem, because they'll be doing something to help their fellow man, um, will, be, will be helped. Then you have the medical staff who at the present moment are putting transport workers at risk. Um, and we've already lost five, I believe, five London bus uh, drivers who mm. have died from this virus. And also, you know, a friend of mine hasn't been out the hospital in three weeks. He hasn't gone home because he doesn't want to risk exposing his family. He's sleeping on the floor of his office and, you know, trying to get food at three o'clock in the morning. You've got hotels right next to the airport that could accommodate the staff. This is a solution. We call it Project Carecraft. Um, this is a solution that could be deployed globally. I'm very privileged to be working with a group of amazing people uh, with expertise in aviation, airport management, so on and so forth. And we are presenting this as a solution to um, to governments around the world, including the United States. This is a great effort. Project Carecraft, when you guys start hearing about it, know that uh, our buddy Jonathan Sackier, Dr. Sackier, is one of the voices behind it calling for a really good common sense solution. Doctor, I could talk to you all day because I just enjoy your spirit and your brain and everything else about you. You're just a lot of, of fun and great information. Can I bug you again in the future? You could, Mike, you're never bugging me. It's always a delight to talk to you, and I hope the next time we talk it'll be uh, over a very nice and very cold martini. I'm with um, you. I'm absolutely with you. <laughs> priv privileged to chat to you, Mike. Uh, look after yourself and hopefully we'll talk soon. And everyone out there, stay safe, stay well.